This is David with Corel Trainer. This is Cassie Green from Apparelist. This is Gordon Firemark from the Entertainment Law Update. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. Hosted by Terry Combs RG, regular guy, and Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorators. So pass it away. All right, welcome into the show. It is Friday, September 29th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at our success group. Uh, my job is to inspire people to fall in love with their businesses. Uh, today on Two Regular Guys, Terry, we've got uh, Cassie Green from The Apparelist joining us, and uh, we're going to talk about the state of the industry. You know, she's always got her, her uh, finger on the pulse, and uh, in fact, she's going to be pulling double duty for us today. News state of the industry we're just gonna uh, Todd, call that it. wasn't the dad joke the double duty thing yeah yeah sorry yeah <laughs> oh boy we've already started so i can see what this is going to be like today but uh and then we also have another special guest uh on the show carlo is going to be joining us he's on the perilous advisory board and um as i was watching us get started i realized i had a typo on his name so I, i'm just gonna start throwing out apologies right now and um <laughs> i think I, I put an s at the end of his name on the uh, the cover banner but uh, that's okay well we'll get it fixed but um anyhow terry so we've got a great great show today we're gonna talk state of the industry we're we're in uh what I like to call expo season, right? We're, we're, uh, yeah, it's upon sure. us. So I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of that and, and D U T Y Todd, just FYI. Um, so exciting show today, Terry, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was in a meeting earlier today and we were doing the, the old countdown of, okay, we got to get the, the truck and we got to do this. Got to do, we're, we're, we're in, in season for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. definitely. There. Yeah, make sure you stay to the very end and get your helping of secret sauce. And this week, Eric is our chef, and he's cooking up some tips for inspired embroidery. So if you're stuck in a rut with your stitches, you need the sauce Eric is serving up. All right. Yes, looking forward to that. And uh, also looking forward to hearing Terry say embroidery more because I can hear that Matt Rome in his voice there when he says it. Broderick. So <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right. Well, before that, like I said, uh, we've we've put Cassie to work. Uh, she is uh, diligently helping the two regular guys here today, and uh, she also has some news for us today. So let's start off with that, Terry. Let's get her in to to bring some news here first. Yeah, let less journalists standing. <laughs> <laughs> we love it, love it, love it. All right, Eric. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Good morning, regulators. Um, yes, starting out the day with some news headlines for all of you. <clears throat> Let's jump into it. A business owner in England prosecuted for producing and selling counterfeit t-shirts. So this happened in, in the UK, so let's just preface that right away. But in Derby, England, the city council's trading standards team prosecuted a man earlier this month for printing and selling counterfeit t-shirts. Um, the man was sentenced to 14 months imprisonment suspended for 18 months with 100 hours unpaid work. So this is a big deal. Um, and here's why. The case shines a light on the risks associated with creating and profiting off of trademarked or copywritten works, whether it be artwork, logos, or other designs that you pull, particularly from the web. 
Um, this man was printing and selling t-shirts of famous brands without the consent of the trademark owners. The investigation uncovered he was doing so for around four years um, leading up to December 2019. Search warrant was carried out at his home. Um, trading standards over there in Derby, England, seized a t-shirt printer, several blank t-shirts, customer returns, all this good stuff. Um, and this sort of brings me to a really interesting point. If you were listening to the intro of the podcast, Gordon Firemark is part of that. Um, he's actually done a couple different copyright articles for Apparelist. So if you go over to Apparelist.com and search for Gordon Firemark, you can get access to those articles if you're just, it can be a really gray area. Don't let this happen to you. <laughs> Second headline. Haynes Brands considered sale of champion business. Uh, this is kind of big news. So Haynes Brands board of directors and executive leadership team announced the evaluation of strategic options. This happened a little bit ago for its global champion business. The announcement comes a little over a month after investor Barrington Capital Group called on Haynes Brands to cut costs and debt, which possibly means appointing a new CEO. So with the help from financial and legal advisors, Haynes plans to look at options to create that long-term value for shareholders. Um, so this is not set in stone, guys. This could be a potential sale or other strategic transaction. Um, Champion could continue to operate as part of Haynes Brands. Stay tuned. We'll try and keep everybody up to date on that. Final headline for the morning. Big Frog Custom T-shirts and more announces partnership with Axiom America for direct-to-film printers. Um, I, I picked this headline because we are seeing more and more direct-to-film start pushing into the industry and more people actually adopting it as in-house technology. Um, so Big Frog Custom T-shirts and more and Axiom formed a partnership to introduce Axiom's Arcus DTF printers in nearly 100 Big Frog frog shops. Hmm, try and say big frog 10 times fast. Um, <laughs> this agreement enables big frog to add a full gamut of apparel decorating in-house and bring the latest in garment printing technologies to its customers. The co-founder, president, CEO, super excited for the partnership. She said, we continually seek to expand our printing capabilities and offer more deco options to our customers. DTF printing also creates less of an environmental impact which aligns with Big Frog's commitment to green production processes. So um, again, just like a subtle little reminder, Apparelist has plenty of direct-to-film articles. Um, we also have an iLearning class, which Aaron and Terry have been very instrumental in. Um, so, you know, again, make sure you're educating yourselves on these new technologies, but more on that later. Back to you guys. So don't be a t-shirt bootlegger in the UK yes. or the US. <laughs> Moral of the story. Uh, Charlie, uh, the statute of limitations has run out, I'm assuming, but you know, let's keep those stories. Uh, All down. Charlie Tobleib's uh, stories of t-shirt bootlegging are from a previous century. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So. Um, he has changed his ways. All right. Well, that's that's really awesome. Uh, thank you for that news and and sharing all that. Right. I, I love how um, Cassie's tying all that stuff back to. Um, we're going to talk to her more about that here in just a little bit. And um, I also love how Gordon Firemark has become part of our industry as a as a whole. I I met him in the podcasting space. Right, learning how to do this podcast. I met him and I said, "Hey, dude, would you like to come talk to some decorators about uh, copyright?" And he's like, "Sure." And he's freaking awesome. So <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking the exact same thing when uh, Cassie was talking about him about Aaron. You brought him brought him into this industry because he's a he's an entertainment attorney. So 
Yeah, yeah. Well, when I met when when I saw him recently out in Atlanta, um, I I'm like, he he said, "Hey, thanks for bringing me into the industry." And I said, "Oh, well, you're thanking me now. Just wait. You may want me to apologize later, but that's <laughs> no. He he loves it, and uh, and I think he's such a great resource, and I'm so glad that he's had an opportunity that that uh, Perilous saw him as the resource that he is too. So um, I have not seen those articles yet. So now now yeah, I've got a new thing on my list. So we'll go check yeah. that out over at the Perilous over there. All right, Terry. Well, um, Cassie did say in the intro to the best dad jokes on the planet. So we have to live up to the hype here. Um, are you, do you have one that you would? You I, I do. I always wait till like Wednesday or Thursday to see if you and Aaron, uh, Eric put one in. And then I, you know, I've got like my back pocket full of them. So here we yeah, go. <laughs> I know, I know. You do a great job. So we, we keep letting you, you do that. But uh, I'll step up there. So but you got a great one for us. So let's do it. You know, I can't do my joke without the introduction. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Aaron, did you know my girlfriend asked me to do her hair like a Rastafarian? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I even saw it, and it still made me go. Uh... <laughs> so, yes, it is the best dad jokes on the planet because even when you see it ahead of time, you still go, uh. <laughs> all right Eric. before you dive in we want to thank everybody for checking out the two regular guys podcast we need your voices we would love to have the regulators participate in our show intros go to decorators.inc inc forward slash intro and read a few sentences to be a part of every show and we have some as as you can tell from our new intro but uh we can uh, we'd love to have some more so don't be left out we are always looking for new guests, so if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, to book a future episode or email us at info at regularguys.com with your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too, and we would certainly appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening, Aaron has made sure that we are there. So if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions. Yeah, definitely excited. Uh, speaking of comments and questions there, Terry, we do have some uh, follow-up to the dad joke, which is half of the fun, the other half of the fun here. So um, uh Betty says, uh, oh, my God, where is Kim? Don't bring the girlfriend into the jokes. <laughs> and then Ramona, Ramona's bringing, bringing the fire here. Uh, that one was a bit of a tangle. <laughs> and then so the yes. get some competition on comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but Todd did show up as usual. I uh, says Kim would look great <laughs> in dreads uh, makes up for the swimming trunks she got you, Terry. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another whole story. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. Well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate the regulators being here. Uh, you are going to have some great information coming at you here really soon. So if you have those questions, those comments, don't hesitate to jump in there. We'll, we'll get those in front of Cassie and in front of Carlo. And and uh, so I think we're at that point, though, Terry. Are we ready to bring Cassie back in for the second part of her job today? Well, let's do. She's uh, right. run, running back out of the green room again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on back, Cassie. So, Cassie, as the editor-in-chief of Apparelist, uh, you have your finger on the pulse, as we tell week by week when you bring us the news. And um, 
what, what are some key developments that are trends that are currently shaping the industry's landscape? I just want to dive right into this here. I, we didn't even say hello, but you know, I feel like we've already <laughs> welcomed you in. So <laughs> it's totally fine. I already got my good laughs in my little Snickers at the dad joke. Um, <laughs> so funny. My son this morning asked my husband to tell him a dad joke and my husband couldn't think of one for the first time ever. Oh. Well, Such tell them just go to tworegularguys.com. You can find them all right there in the show notes. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, so to answer your more important question, um, so industry trends. So when I think about this, um, I kind of think of it in two different ways. I sort of think of it through like the equipment technology channel mm. and then also like the blanks, styles, fashion kind of thing. Um, yeah. So if we're going to talk about like equipment first, of course, we're seeing tons of direct to film, right? I mean, that is the big guy right now, big guy on the block. Um, but what we're really noticing and why I think that this is so important is, is this um, sort of emergence of digital with screen print and analog technologies, right? We're really seeing both of them experiencing growth together. So you will kind of hear some people say, oh, digital is going to overtake screen or whatever. I don't agree. I think mm -hmm. that we're really seeing explosive growth with both of those technologies and how they work in tandem together in the shops um, to just kind of really bolster that this topic of convergence that we continue to preach and talk about um, where decorators are doing more than just, you know, 500 one color screen prints. I mean, they're doing one offs, they're doing mugs, they're doing lanyards, they're doing caps, they're doing so many different things. A lot of them are even into wide format now. Um, and so we really see this, this big growth of just like multiple technologies growing together. Um, and then on the, on the blanks sort of fashion side, if you will, um, we're really seeing, um, Vicki Ostrom did a really awesome article about this for us. It's not so much that it, it used to be that like big fashion houses and like the runway and everything dictated what was trending, even in our industry, right? So that trickle down from fashion and retail always influenced our industry. Um, but these days we're actually seeing a change where it's more consumer driven. Um, so what's trending is what the consumer wants and what the consumer wants aligns with their passions, their soapbox, if you will. So of course, like today's buying group often wants a sustainable shirt that's probably recycled or made of material that can be recycled or that's going to last for a long time or is a custom unique one-off piece. So again, you know, this kind of, this trend plays again with the technologies that we're seeing. They, they sort of work hand in hand. It's very cyclical. Um, so if you're wanting to decorate these custom items, you get like these digital technologies and stuff, um, but still seeing a lot of that. Um, okay. Well, you know, Cassie, when you, when uh, you reference screen printing, I, I, I always uh, go back to the fact that this past weekend, I, I did a screen printing class at Workforce Products here in Phoenix and sold out. We were turning people away. So yeah, there, there are lots of people still getting involved in screen printing, uh, uh, we had to add a class in, in this year in uh, the Chicago uh, Atlas Screen Supplies. So, so yeah, it's 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 not going anywhere. And 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 we've been living for twenty years with well, you know, screen printing is going away. It's being replaced by this, and then by this, and then by this. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> not happening. But. Yeah, Cassie, can I? I want to kind of follow up on some of these things you're talking about, though, too, because. As, as you kind of see this stuff happening and as you're, um, you know, reporting on it, hearing from it, having folks that are writing articles about it over there at the Apparelist, 
what, what what's your gut telling you is kind of driving this this trend of you know a obviously digital you talked about dtf kind of coming onto the scene all hot and heavy but then okay people see that and they go okay how can i marry my um things together because you guys have been you know preaching the convergence thing since printing united started and i think it, at first as an industry we were probably going okay yeah i kind of see it but i don't really get it right i'm a i'm a screen printer but as you said, people are getting into so much more. What, what do you think is really kind of driving that uh, that change? You know, it started pre-COVID pandemic, but I think it really accelerated in that time frame. And I'm just going to use, so I was just in a shop um, earlier this week, um, Top Shelf Printers in Greeley, Colorado. And I'm going to use them as an example for what's driving the trends. So nice. they are traditional screen printers. Hands down, that's the majority of what they do. Um but they recently added some DTG machines because they've started to explore that on-demand, custom, unique printing thing. Um, but said, by and large, screen printing is not dead, to reinforce your point, Terry. Um, and so what I really think, after talking with these guys and several other shops, what's really driving that is, again, these consumer buying trends that we're seeing. Um, so you still have, now that we're pre-pandemic, let's use concerts as an example. Everybody is like now like gung-ho, we're going to concerts, we had to miss out on them for two years. So now you you do need screen print for that sort of thing. And I'm sure Carlo, when he comes on, is more than qualified to talk to that topic. But nice. you're still cranking out those huge orders for things like that because there is a huge demand for like band merch or maybe it's a TV show that you really love. Um, I, for example, we talked to a shop that does a lot of the Ted Lasso gear and tons of people love that. Um, and so you still see that, but you also see consumers who are having more of like a, um, a purposeful, intentional buying mindset. And so like when they go to shop, they want just one t-shirt that's like nobody else's, right? They, they want mm. something that maybe is like custom to their passion or their loves or colors that they love. And so they're just ordering one. So that's where digital comes in and it, and it plays. So I, I think we're really seeing what's driving that is the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's bring in uh, Jeremy Picker's uh, comment here real quick, because I think this speaks along the same lines. He says uh, street fashion sets the tone. The fashion houses are shortening their development cycle to stay relevant. Forecasting years in advance isn't happening as much. And so, it, yeah, I see you shaking your head, Cassie. That means <laughs> you're in agreement there wholeheartedly, but you know, as you're kind of seeing this, then what, what is that, you know, for, for the decorator out there, what does that mean for us, right? How, how can we kind of use this information to improve our business? So for, for me personally, and this just being on a media side of things, I, I really think it changes the way you approach your inventory first and foremost. I mean, mm. uh, again, we're seeing a lot of shift in these print shops that we're visiting where they're not holding so much inventory of the same thing. You don't yeah. walk in and just see like 10 rows of shelves stacked with gray unisex cut t-shirt crew neck you know what i mean um yeah, they're, totally. they're rather they're keeping smaller amounts they're still keeping inventory right sure, um, but sure. I, I think you really have to evaluate your business practice like don't keep so much don't hoard so much um but also and i'm going to talk about this later evaluate the financial side of it as well so top shelf printers also talked about this is um don't just go willy nilly buying everything you think is going to work for your business. Yeah. So 
Jeremy Picker mentioned the future forecasting. That can make it a little bit difficult if, if we're kind of seeing a shift there. But really, it comes down to not so much future forecasting, but business forecasting. And again, Aaron, I feel like I'm like, you know, like I'm talking to you about this and you're the yeah, expert. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I'm I'm seeing is just like shift your business plan um, yeah. and just reevaluate. Maybe your business plan you had eight years ago was probably not relevant anymore. Yeah. Exactly. The one you had six months ago is probably not relevant anymore. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Oh, Cassie, good stuff. And I can't wait to get Carla in here, when right? He, by the way. When it comes to trends as a rule, I try not to disagree at all with Jeremy. So <laughs> <laughs> never goes well for you if you do. Right. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Terry, where, where do we go from here? Yeah. Well, so let, let's not talk so much about what what is trending, but what do you see coming? What's what emerging technologies or markets are you seeing through through Apparelist? You know, what's I guess it's crystal ball time. What's what's around the corner that people <laughs> yeah. don't Just necessarily see? Real quick, for us, Cassie, bring it over, rub it, right. and see what you got. <laughs> it's, it's funny you ask that because, like, whenever I'm doing an interview for an article, I always ask that question of people, and they always get nice. so upset. They're like, "Why would you ask that?" And I'm like, "Why would you ask that?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> Turning the table. Oh, is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> turn. Yeah. Oh, funny. Um, but so. so if I really could look into the crystal ball, and this is just kind of looking into 24, we said it a million times, this this convergence thing has to keep happening, but in a very intentional way. So mm. when you're at like Printing United Expo or ISS in January or whatever, don't just buy equipment to buy equipment, make sure it's a smart purchase. So that's, that's kind of like my crystal ball is like, I think we're going to start seeing people... Um, in 24 and maybe even in 25 start to make more intentional purposes. So growing with more intentional mm. goals and things like that. Um, we, we always do a, It's so funny that this is called the state of the apparel decorating episode because we always do a state of the decorated apparel survey. Um, and in that survey throughout this year, we've seen a lot of that kind of feedback. So there is sort of this looming expectation of, of a slowdown and we might already be on the beginnings of that, right? There's this economic slowdown, prices are still high, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But that sort of does play into the next couple of years, right? So you're going to see people still buying equipment, but with more intention and more thought process, maybe taking a little longer to buy it. Um, and so those technologies, again, that I think that apparel decorators were really seeing starting to explore are like more of like that wide format space. So doing like wide format textile printing, banner printing, vinyl printing. Um, you can even use it for like stickers, decals. A lot of them are doing that um, stuff that the, you know, digital printers. So direct to film and direct to garment. We're yeah. seeing a lot more of, you know, maybe traditional screen printers adding that. Um, and believe it or not, we're still seeing a lot of people add, add embroidery um, because it's a great, it's a tried and true method, right? So we are yeah. still seeing pretty good purchasing habits and, and, and decent. I think it's just going to be, um, maybe not as quick, quick yeah. fire from the hip. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that because, you know, Yosta from Sweden, um, probably tongue in cheek, no Yosta, but, uh, what should we do if we have shiny object <laughs> syndrome? Right. I mean, but that's the reality of it too. I think we did Absolutely. come from that in a, in a place of, you know, the economy was a little bit different, better. Uh, you know, we were, maybe had some uh, government money we were playing with, <laughs> a few things like that. And like you said, I think it's going to be a lot more intentional. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to say we're stopping making those investments, but it's going to be much more intentional with with the plan. And I, I think that's the only way to overcome 
uh, shiny object syndrome is to actually focus on the plan. So <laughs> right. maybe also have a partner who's not shiny object. Motivated. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. husband and I are like that where I'm like the ooh shiny object. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. See, my wife and I are both shiny object people. So it's a little scary sometimes. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. Well, um, all right, let, let's, let's get you, you said coming from the media side, let's get back to that for you. Put you back in your comfort zone here. Um, since we <laughs> made you uncomfortable there for a moment, but, uh, obviously we talked about expo season coming up, um, industry media, the, what, what you're doing, um, the, the value of that, you know, we can see, but what, what I'd love to have you talk to us a little bit about is some insights into how our listeners, regulators, they can maximize their businesses with these types of resources, you know, with what you guys are doing at Apparelous, you know, kind of what's the why there, but then you know, by staying informed, how does that keep them at the top of their game? So talk to us a little bit about that, please. Yeah, no, um, fantastic question. So I would say my first piece of advice is make sure you are subscribing to the media platforms and like media companies that are really good. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of awesome industry specific publications that you should be subscribed to subscribe to all of them because each one offers something unique but because it's within the industry, you know, it's done in tandem with experts. You know that like we as the editors and content directors are really making sure that the information we're sharing is correct, helpful, going to guide you in the correct way, whether it's a how to screen print a certain project or even if it's about like setting up a pricing matrix, anything like that. Um, so highly recommend you subscribe to all of them. Um, there are a lot of great YouTube videos out there. Be careful because some There's of also them are a lot of bad not ones, right? <laughs> great. Yes. So make sure it's from like it's a trusted, yeah, trusted media source. Two regular guys, great example of trusted media source. You know what I'm saying? Lots of great podcasts out there. Make sure they're trusted media sources, however you consume print publication, online um, podcasts, videos, whatever. So yeah. like, that's my first piece of advice is making sure you're subscribing, but also just as important is then you can't just subscribe. You have to pay attention because like I said, we as editors and media personnel work really hard to make sure the information you get is good, Yeah. but it's only as good as how often you consume it. Um, so if you're not out there consuming how-to articles, even as maybe a more intermediate or advanced decorator, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys have said this and heard it many times. You, you can't stop learning, right? There's always something new right. to learn as we've been talking 100%. this whole show. So it's just like, you know, that that's our job as industry publications. It is our job to make sure that you are consuming good content. And like I said, we do that by making sure we're interviewing, researching. I mean, I spend hours researching and, and knowing mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. And I retain a good advisory board, which again, everybody will meet Carlo later in the show. Um, but I retain a good advisory board because they also contribute articles. They also weigh in on feedback or what topics we should be covering. And so it, it, it's creating this community of good content. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll take that even one step further too. And because yes, you take all that in, but like you said, you've got to, you've got to be doing it. You got to be doing the work. You got to be open to learning and then you actually have to do something with it. <laughs> Right. We can we can take all that in. But if we don't do anything with it and to be honest with you, that's why I'm so excited about the fact that we are talking about the expo. Right. You guys pull all this great content in, but then we can show up in one place and, you know, there's no better way that, to find a trusted 
source than to actually be standing there looking them in the eye, shaking their hand. <laughs> you know, that's uh, yeah, yeah, totally so. true. In person is like we could be great all day long as like a publication, as a podcast, as a video crew. But man, when you're in person at the expo and you can see the equipment, you can see how it's run, and you can talk to experts like Aaron and Terry, there, there's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like he said, YouTube videos, lots of good stuff out there. But there's also some stuff that might not be so relevant, but it looks really good because, you know, they spend a lot of time editing that, right? <laughs> we, you know, they're so, well lighted. Yeah, very well lighted. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't look yeah. this good normally. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell my, and I talk to a lot of uh, new decorators all the time, and, and I always tell them when you're out there getting your information, especially on the internet, make sure just like you said go to trusted sources first because there's you know if you just start watching youtube videos there's so much misinformation out there and and so start with the trusted sources to get your get your feet wet get a little knowledge about the industry then you can then you can judge that youtube video and say oh this is this is great info or no this is absolutely incorrect so you know that's i think yeah. we're all in agreement here yeah <laughs> definitely yeah so, so Cassie, you were talking about being at a uh, at a decorator there in Colorado. I, I know you get out there and get out in the field a lot. So, can can you share some success stories and 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 how our listeners might uh, use that information and those strategies in their own businesses? Yeah, and um, yeah, we try and make it a point to to visit decorators at least once a month, depending on where we're at. So yes, as I mentioned, we visited Top Shelf Printing, and just because it's so fresh in my memory, I'm going to share a couple pieces of advice from them. Um, first one, we've already talked about it. Don't just invest willy nilly. So they shared a really funny story where they were at a trade show. Um, it was late in the day. They had a few drinks. They ended up buying some equipment that they're they're. They're doing okay with now. Did you buy that from Terry? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Okay. Uh, all right. Fine. No, it's, it's good equipment. They just weren't ready for it. They didn't understand sure. how to use it. They didn't know how it fit in their business model. They got it to their shop and they're like, now what no, do we do here? Right? Yeah, like, no um, so it's taken them a little bit on the upswing. Now, again, it's fine now. Um, but, you know, they said, look, like, don't... Don't go to trade show, have a few drinks and just buy equipment because you think it looks shiny and new um, <laughs> is what I'm getting from that. I love it. That's a perfect strategy. Right, exactly. We're screen printers and decorators. We need that information. <laughs> right. um, and, you know, so I, I thought that was really interesting. And they also said um, they personally are not in the buying cycle right now because they're looking at ways to optimize the equipment they have. Nice. They see potential in their business plan to run an additional shift and then use their equipment that's not being run for other uh, um, projects and orders, but they've, they've not yet identified what those are. So again, it's, it was, I thought that was really cool advice is like yeah. constantly being like evaluating what you're using your equipment for and how can you get a better ROI on those types of things. Um, so that was very, like, I thought great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love that. Take it from a guy who's written many articles about maximizing production that so many people don't use use their equipment to the potential. So what's the answer? Oh, just buy more equipment. No, no, no. Stop. <laughs> Coming from a guy that Sorry. sells equipment too. I like that. Yeah, it's from a guy that sells equipment. I, I have told many people over the years, Aaron, as you know, yep. mm, I don't think you're ready for this or I think that there's a better way for you to do this. So. Yeah. But you and know as what? your sales manager, I cringed, but you know, that was. I know. 
<laughs> Pat Presser um, was going, uh, Aaron, please come to my office. I just heard Terry <laughs> on the phone again. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's, that right. kind of plays into what we see at the expo too, because obviously when you go to these shows, you are exploring new yeah. equipment or new blanks or whatever's trending, but it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand where yes, you should be evaluating new equipment and be looking, but also just knowing what, just know what's out there again, keeping on top of trends. Yeah. Like you, you should, if you're not in the buying cycle, you should at least be aware of what's going on. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really great point. Like people go, Oh, well, I'm not really looking to buy equipment this year, so I don't need to go to the expo or whatever. I mean, that's absolutely false. You, you absolutely need to go right now because it should be planning ahead. Right. I need to know what's out there. I need to know what's coming so I can make those plans intentionally. Like you talked about, that's, that's such good advice. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, Betty says, uh, sounds like something I would do with the, having a couple of drinks and then buying some equipment. I, I, I get there. I may have, have a similar story myself. Um, and then Ramona says, uh, my suggestion, put that education to the test for yourself before putting it into production. Oh, that's, a, that's good. A really good uh, point as well. Okay. Well, let's, let's take a quick break here. Cause we also do want to get Carlo in here and uh, get some of his perspectives on all this. And, and, uh, so we'll take a, a quick break to, uh, break that up and then we'll come right back. So, uh, Eric, whenever you're ready. Are you feeling stuck in your journey? Have you made investments in programs or put time into your business and can't seem to get there fast enough? Don't go it alone. Take a look at Radical Goal Getters and unlock what you've been missing. Radical Goal Getters is a facilitated six-month mastermind program designed by Success Principles trainers who have led masterminds for Mr. Jack Canfield. These cohorts are your ticket to success in just six months. It's not just another program or training class. It will become your success community. This specific proven concept is the support, accountability, and expert guidance you need to break through barriers. Visit RadicalGoalGetters.com to learn more and apply for your life-changing opportunity. New mastermind groups are now forming. Imagine achieving your number one goal, being truly fulfilled, all while being surrounded by like-minded peers who cheer you on every step of the way. That's the Radical Goal Getters difference. All you have to do is apply at RadicalGoalGetters.com today. All right. Well, check that out. Yeah, we do have uh, new cohorts coming. Uh, we've got a couple more slots to fill for our next round that uh, is starting October 2nd, which uh, is next week. So uh, get in there. Last, last opportunity. All right. Well, Terry, Cassie, um, we've been talking about Carlo a lot and he's been patiently waiting behind the scenes. So are you guys ready to welcome him in with us here? All right. Well, Terry, uh, while you unmute, we will get uh, Carlo in here. We want to welcome in Carlo a veto and, and i'm apologize i think i got a shake of the head so i'm always terrible about that but uh perilous advisory board member he's uh culture studios carlo thank you so much for your time thanks for your patience to uh, join us here but um start us off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and and your business for for listeners who haven't had a chance to meet you yet yeah definitely can you guys hear me okay am I, is my volume yep, all right? just all just right. keep speaking up and we'll be all good <laughs> Well, I appreciate the, the invite, guys, and I first wanted to start off by saying that I'm super impressed by this entire setup that you guys have. This podcast is awesome. The entire process is very cool. The live stream, so well done. I hear you guys are pioneers of podcast as well. <laughs> we've been doing it for a little bit, so it's uh, it's been fun. It's a, a passion project that uh, we've enjoyed for 518 episodes now. So You guys made podcasting cool. You created it. That's awesome. I don't know about that, but we'll thank you. We'll take that. 
Well, again, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and Cassie, that's, that's my homie there. Thanks for, for bringing me in on this. Um, but yeah, yeah, my name is Carlo Oviedo. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer of, of Culture Studio. We are based and headquartered in Chicago, the beautiful Chicago. And um, we also have a second facility that we opened up just last year. We're going on about a year on that facility that we opened up in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, collect collectively, we have about 140,000 square feet and over 20 automatic presses. So I heard you guys talking about if screen printing is dead. Not in my world, but <laughs> if, if, if everyone believes that. So you guys can all drop out so we can keep crushing it. Um, but <laughs> we are live and well. Manufacturing in the U.S. in Chicago and Daytona is real. It's live. Um, we have over 300 employees working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like wow. seven, men, but you just can't get a Slurpee at Culture Studio. So <laughs> that's us. Awesome. That's us in a nutshell. That's so awesome. Wow. What, how cool is that? I, yeah, for some reason, I didn't realize you were in, in Chicago. I I think you had told me at the uh, Apparel Decoration Summit about the Florida operation. So I assumed you're in Florida. So you're not too far from where I'm at here in St. Louis. So I may have to go check that out myself. So, um, so anyway, thank you so much for being here. This is now really that you cool. hear that Cassie's on the road once a month, you, you want to do it, too. I know. Me too. I want to be cool like Cassie. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm in Chicago four times a year. So just saying. Hi. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, hey, I have a question for both of you. What is the Apparel-less Advisory Board and what's its function in the industry? So, Carlo, tell us about the uh, Apparel-less Advisory Board. Yeah, I mean, Cassie will probably tell you more about what that is, but, you know, I was invited to join it and I was super honored to be a part of it. And, and I've gotten a lot of value from it myself already. Uh, just being on the board, I know they're looking to us to give and provide value, but I've gotten a lot myself from being able to participate in, in events um, and even doing things like this. You know, we're kind of, I've always kind of been in the, in the back, uh, the backstage, if you will, we are, we're not always in the forefront. Um, I'm still surprised that we've been doing this 15 years and a lot of people still don't know who Culture Studio is. And I'm huh. completely fine with that. That's cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool being the stage man, you know? Um, so it's things like this <laughs> and participate and, um, be part of different studies and, and asking questions and just collaborating with others that are in the industry. It's, it's been incredible so far and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, that's cool. Fantastic. So Cassie, what, what about from your, yeah. You know, what about from your, your angle there? Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous there for a minute that Carlo is going to be like, Cassie will not leave me alone um, because I <laughs> email him a lot with questions or favors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like I said, um, the, the advisory board are people that we very carefully selected um, to just sort of help guide our content strategy. So like people mm -hmm. like Carlo, we have like Jack Killian from Sharp Print, I'm Christine Shreve, whom all of you know and love. Um, yep. We have a variety of different printers. So everybody as big as like Carla at Culture Studio down to like Amber Massey at Tease for Hope. And she's basically a one woman shop out of Atlanta. Um, but they give us a good perspective on what the industry needs and wants and craves for content. So it's, it's a lot of times I'll be like, hey, this topic was proposed to us. What do you guys think? Or, hey, we want to cover this at the Apparel Decoration Summit for a panel discussion. What do you guys think? Um, hey, we heard this. Is it true? Um, so it just helps really build a stronger 
um, content strategy, but also like Carlo alluded to, is it like builds this community. Um, so introducing them to people that may not know who they are or who they don't know, you know, and just creating those connections. Um, you know, our big mission statement um, tagline, if you will, for Apparelist is connecting the decorated apparel community. Mm -hmm. How are we going to do that if we aren't creating this collaborative effort using people like Carlo and our content advisory board? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important too. And I so appreciate that Carlo mentioned that, right? That obviously he's come on, you've asked him to, to join, be part of this board. And, and if you're just looking at it from that really fine point, you're like, yeah, Carlo's giving of his time and that's fantastic. But he shared the fact that he's gotten so much out of it too. And, and I think a lot of times decorators miss that part, right? You can sit here and consume and, and kind of take in all the time, but until you get engaged, until you get involved, that's when you really start growing. And, and not that Carlo hadn't grown before that, but I, I just, I appreciate that, that he brought up that point that being involved in something is also of value for you too. So um, thank you for sharing that, Carlo. Cassie, how can people get involved? What, what does that kind of look like in, in that process? Is that, can we, can they just reach out to you and say, Hey, if you ever need help, let me know kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's generally how I get a lot of our content is people reach out. So even if it's not through the advisory board, look, we have a ton of great contributors. We mentioned Gordon Firemark earlier. Um, you know, Jeremy Picker is a, you know, constant contributor. Um, so yeah, just my direct email, cgreen at napco.com. Just reach out to me directly because maybe even if it's just an idea, but you're not comfortable writing an article or participating on a podcast or speaking on a panel, you could still offer some insight as to what we should cover. Yep. Um, and then I'll just send it over to Carlo and, and, and ask him for yet one more favor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Hey, Terry, um, I want to kind of go back. So earlier, Jeremy had made a comment and I, I kind of tagged that and, and asked Eric to tag that off to the side for us because I wanted to bring it up while we had Carlo on here too. Um, so Jeremy said earlier, he says, understand the trends, know the marketplace. So when these D to C brands come and request these crazy things, know how to service them. The younger generation are wanting the unique details. So Carlo, I want to throw this to you real quick. Obviously you've been doing this for 15 years, you've been having a great deal of success. What, what is Jeremy's comment there? Kind of how do you decipher that? And, and how are you putting that kind of idea into play in your business? Yeah, I definitely agree with this comment. Um, and also makes me realize that I'm no longer part of the younger generation, which is a little <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I saw someone else talk about street fashion and you know the younger generation really creating the trend. And yeah. it, it is so true. Uh, you know, we're we we have a, a different insight, you know, at Culture Studio because we're 100 percent the category of, of music. That's all we do. Music merch. I don't wow. do an product don't do a McDonald's t-shirt nothing it's straight music and so we have a little a little bit of a of a like I guess a first step into seeing what's trending on the music side of things I think music really does play a role in a lot of those things um, but I can definitely attest to, to that comment that the the new trend is all the bells and whistles you can think of I was mentioning to someone the other day that we're doing a project right now that has 11 to 12 positions. So taking that garment off the press 12 times. Wow. And it's a sleeve, sleeve, left chest, right, left, back, inside tag, you know, bottom left, bottom right, mix with embroidery, print, transfer. It's it's every bell and whistle you can think of. And 
guess what? It's, it's an incredible piece. Like I would rock that piece. I would wear that. You'll see that in fashion. You'll see that in streetwear. And the other thing about it is that thing's not a cheap garment either. And it's not cheap from a cost perspective to the customer. It definitely isn't cheap on the retail side either. So I, I definitely think that people, I think Cassie, you mentioned it, that people are spending more or maybe spending less, but spending more on one product. So not going out there and just like spray and pray and getting every $10 t-shirt you can get. They might wait and buy one product, but it's a hundred dollar hoodie. It's a hundred dollar crew neck, like, you know, like the, that we're creating right now. So definitely the younger generation is setting the trend, but lifestyle music is definitely a place to keep your eye. Oh, wow. Wow. What it, <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, Jeremy actually said amazing. So yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> well, you, you know, and along those lines, Carlo, the, you know, obviously multiple decoration methods and the hundred dollar sweatshirt, we're all interested in that. So uh, give us some other ideas about how decorators can leverage technology and these emerging trends to, to stay ahead of the competition, to, uh, to, um, you know, enhance their businesses. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm cautious to give too much advice because I don't know if it's good or bad because <laughs> what, what you're doing, it's good. So keep, just bring it. <laughs> The hundred dollar t-shirt, the hundred dollar hoodie, you have to be some type of crazy to do it, right? Like it's amazing for for me in the end product. Production doesn't typically like it too much. You know, they're like, well, why the hell would you sell this? Well, what are you doing? You know, this takes forever. And the music industry is fast paced. We want it tomorrow. Hey, here's the show. The show is happening on Friday. Here's the purchase order. No one cares how long it takes. They want the end product. So yeah. Is it amazing? Yes, the product is. Is the process and being crazy enough to step into it? You have you have to be crazy enough to want it. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that the more you can elevate your offering and create uncontested market space, and not just compete with everyone else. Everyone, anyone can. Everyone, we all have the same ink. We all have the same machines. What's new? What are you bringing to the table? It's that specialty. Whether it's in service. Your customer service, your your customer experience, or if it's in your technique, maybe it's something different that you that you'll do. Maybe you're crazy enough to try that project. I'm sure that client got the door slammed on their face by ten other people before they got to me because they didn't want they want they didn't want to mess with it, and um, and we will. And so that's not a, that's not secret sauce for anybody. That's not nothing special. <laughs> just be down and ready to to roll with the punches. So I, guess, I don't know if that's good or bad. You just have to be ready for it. Well, well, Carlo, with uh, four decades in garment decorating, uh, I think "Are you crazy enough?" and, and a screen printer are synonymous. So. <laughs> yes. Oh man, <laughs> that's really really good information. And 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 I yeah, like you said, you know, who knows, right? Everything's going to be unique to to that. I love that you said, "What do you bring to the table?" Right. So, Cassie, what what are you kind of seeing in that same vein? Right. Like, because you do you know, you obviously know Carlo, but then you've been to these other places. Is it really that right? I mean, is there people that are just like, Hey, I'm just going to compete hard and, and go, what are you seeing from that competitive space? Yeah. I mean, certainly we, we see those decorators who are like, I'm just here to compete. I'm just here to do small stuff, like stay in my lane, not interested in exploring like these crazy 10, 10 spot decorations, not here to do three shifts. You know, they we see the people who are just, they, they've got the one auto press and they're good. They, yeah. they do great as like the main street tees and that's fine. Um, 
unfortunately, because of COVID, we saw a lot of those shops shut their doors. Um, yeah. It's just an unfortunate reality. But those who survived are the ones who are elevating. Um, and, and it's like Carlos said, it's not just, I mean, yes, you, you've got to be crazy enough to do it, right? <laughs> but you got to identify what you, you bring to the table. So, yeah. you know, and it takes work. Uh, Carlo and um, his partner, Rich Santo, did a podcast with us where, you know, they were they were talking about um, what makes you special. And it's hard work. It is a grind. It is so much. And are you willing to put in the hard work and go yeah. beyond just competing to bring something special? Yes, we see this a lot. And those big decorators like Carlo, like um, Jed Seifert at Stakes Manufacturing, like the guys at Top Shelf, um, there, there's a shop we saw in Salt Lake City, um, Design Inc. They elevate because they're so good at what they do, but then they're a level above. So yes, like Design Inc's and resort wear. Okay, lots of people do resort wear. Everybody gets yeah. the t-shirt from when they visit, you know, Long Beach, California. But what is it that makes it special about a t-shirt that makes a customer want to buy that one? What do you bring as a decorator that's like, someone's going to pick that shirt over that one, but it's hard work to get there. So if you're willing to put in the work, you'll get there. And we, we do see a lot of the successful shops, like Carlo said, are in that same vein. Yeah, yeah. But what I am really excited about in our industry, though, too, that this is just a trend that I'm seeing, and maybe I'm looking for it more, but it is this understanding of, when we talk about competition, like Carlos said earlier, I, I do music, you know, could he go and do a 12 location McDonald's shirt and crush it? Probably so, but he's your focus, Carl, right? I mean, is there, is that strategic? Now I can say it's strategic, but I think it wasn't by accident. <laughs> now okay. I it all figured out. My partner, Rich, Joe, Nick, we're, we're all brothers. We had it all figured out, but I, I think it was, is the category that we fell in was music yeah. and we ran with it. And yeah. um, we've, we've always found that focus and owning the category of whatever it's going to be is going to yield much better results than the spray and pray technique. And it, it, it helps with culture too. It helps with direction. It helps with the mission. What are we trying to achieve here? What are we trying, what are, what are we trying to accomplish? We're not trying to, Maybe not conquer the world and every technique and every process that's out there. We're gonna we're gonna own this and yeah. we're gonna be known for this and we're gonna be the best at this. Every process, every investment, every marketing move is based on that category, and we're gonna own it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that uh, yeah, you you sometimes we we fall into that lane, but when we're there, we're like you know I like this lane. I think I'm gonna stay in this lane. So nothing wrong with that. And and you know new decorators out there. Uh, they don't necessarily know what their their niche in the marketplace is going to be, but and sometimes the marketplace uh, puts it in our lap and uh, and we run with it. Yeah, but Carlo, you guys, yeah, sorry, you guys probably though did have some passion around music before you hit that lane, though, right? I mean, yes. you guys band guys yourselves, or how how did that happen? Um, yeah, well, we weren't band guys ourselves. We uh, we actually had a clothing line of our own. Our company name is Shy Clothing still today. So any any staff that we have, their checks as Shy Clothing, C H I I, and we're we were a clothing brand ourselves. We nice. had a boutique in Wicker Park in Chicago, and we were in about forty stores nationwide fifteen or sixteen years ago. My partner Rich and I would travel all over the country to do fashion shows. We would get the models, hair, makeup, everything. We we did it all. Wow. And we actually had a a, a nightclub business, if you will. We threw the biggest parties in Chicago seven nights a week. And that's how we built our following. 
we we're more on the music scene on the DJs live live oh. thing, and that's where we always kind of built our our culture, if you will. And so, yes, we're always in music, just from a different angle. Yeah. Wow, that's super cool. I love that story. All right. Well, Yosta did uh, ask if uh, you could tell the uh, about the big order delivered mega fast uh, that you folded two days ago, or you know, his, his English there. Does that one ring a bell? Is that something you can share with the regulators hill here? Uh, yeah. I mean, every order is big and fast at, at this point. Um, <laughs> I think he's. I think they're referring to. I, I was on another um, like global masterclass thing a few days ago. And yeah, with with, with stalls, so, right? Yeah, for stalls, yeah. And so they asked me on there, what, what is there is there a story of, of the craziest job that you've ever done? And I think they're referring to that. Kanye, yeah. It was, yeah. It, was, it was a Kanye Donda listening event a couple of years ago at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, I got the call the day before to do 25,000 long sleeves, one day before. And so, <laughs> yeah, uh, long story short, we made that happen. It took four passenger flights, 15 cargo vans, one private jet, a bunch of Ubers, and putting a bunch of people with, with duffel bags on a flight to get there, and we delivered it. And I think we had under 10 hours to print and produce, and we made it happen. Um, yeah, I, I can picture you. You're like, well, well, hold on. We, we can do that, right? Can't we? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yes, we can do it. Let's go. Oh, man, such a good story. All right, well. Thank you so much for that. That, that uh, just is an inspirational, really. Um, all right, you guys. So Expo, we've brought it up already. It's around the corner, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I don't know if that'll make you, because that's the scene of the Conway, Kanye thing, but um, <laughs> if you have some bad memories of it, no. Uh, but we're going to be there. Carlo, I'm assuming you're going to be there. Cassie, obviously you're going to be there. Um Cassie, start us off here. Tell us what what are some things that uh, the regulators that are thinking about it, right? That what do they not want to miss besides getting to to hang out with uh, with us, um, with with you guys, really? But um, what what else can they expect out there? Yeah, I'll just start with that point because yes, Aaron, Terry, Carlos, so many big industry names are going to be there. You'll see Marshall Atkinson is going to be there, Richard Graves, you know, the sort of industry icons, but. Other advisory board members are going to be there beyond apparel. There's other really like well-known wide format printers there and promotional yeah. products distributors and things like that. So really it goes back to, you have to be there because you, you got a network. You have to talk to these people. How else are you going to know what's going on? How else are you going to get that cool story? Like the Kanye thing and be like, Oh, how could I take little bits and pieces of that and like apply it to this job I have? you're not going to get it anywhere else. Expo is the place to do it. Um, so th that's first and foremost, the reason to attend. Um, but for other reasons for you regulators, um, there will be lots of live podcasts there. Um, so you'll get to actually see it, not just live on your computer, but you'll actually get to see us, Aaron Terry in the flesh, which is great. Um, and then of course we have like tons of educational sessions. So we brought that back this year. Um, we'll have our general education tracks, which have several apparelist specific um, driven presentations. I'm a part of several of those. We'll have like a direct to film presentation, um, an AI for apparel decorators presentation. Um, we even have a presentation about um, pricing for profit and not racing to the bottom. Um, and, and then we'll also have the future state theater 
which again is just like rolling education for apparel decorators. You're going to have presentations on things like, um, you know, fulfillment, creating fulfillment orders. Um, you're going to get some of the big industry names of liquid graphics is going to be there. Um, doing some presentations with like sticks manufacturing, um, and BSN sports. Um, so you're really going to get a lot of big names, but it gives you insight when you sit in on those panels at either feature state or the general education session sessions. Um, you're going to, the, there's no chance you're going to walk away having learned nothing. Yeah. I, I'm just going to go out and say that like you will yeah. take away at Guaranteed. least. I will day. guarantee that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, those are, those are my big reasons on top of nice. all the other many things we have. going nice. on. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And the other thing about expo too, is it's also where people, you know, I've already been getting uh, tons of reach outs and stuff like that. Hey, we're going to have a news conference. We're going to be launching something new. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, so it, it is really like we talked about earlier, even if you're not planning on buying equipment, you're going to know what's in the future, right? You, you'll, you'll be able to see into the crystal ball where other people can't um, for sure. So, and then when we're, I ask you to look into the crystal equipment, ball, just, just saying, <laughs> just say when, when, when Aaron Terry, myself ask you to look into the crystal ball, now you'll have one to look into. So that's there right. You when you get put on that spot. <laughs> well, Carl, I want to ask you, um, what, what, what are you most looking forward to uh, when you head out there to Atlanta, October 18th through the 20th? Yes. You know, I, I'll, I'll admit that I never really took advantage of participating in these these shows as much as I have. And I probably owe that to, to Cassie a lot uh, for inviting me and, and participating and bringing, bringing me into the community a little bit more. Nice. So the one thing I, I can say that I, I, I do get a lot out of these shows is that you understand and see that there are so many ways to win. I love that. That inspires me. That inspires me when I come back. It's like, how can we fail? Guys, it's impossible. There are so many ways to win, whether it's different techniques, different machinery, different lanes of business. You see everyone in their own right successful. It's inspiring to say, I mean, we'd have to really mess things up to fail. So for me, I, I, that's, that's something I take back every single time. I bring back to my crew every time I participate in one of these things. I come back and I speak to my sales team or I speak to the board and I say, there's a lot of ways to win here. And so let's get after it. Let's figure out where we're going to do best and and try to achieve it so that's yeah. what i get out of these things nice nice well and we also have a, a wonderful quotable there too everybody so just just uh write that on your whiteboard in front of you or something like that there's so many ways to win so uh we'll, we'll uh, give you credit for it the first time carlo and then we're gonna steal it and then it's ours <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, you guys check that out. Go over to uh, just we made a little short link to get there. Uh, Decorators.inc forward slash expo. Um, you can go and sign up there and check that out and come make sure that you're you're tracking us down. Um, you know, I'm going to go out of my way, make sure I find Carlo and uh, we got a chance to meet before. But I want to want to hear some more of these stories. So <laughs> this will be cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. You guys, anything else that we missed here um, before uh, before we let you go? Can't wait We've to see everybody all. at Expo. Yeah. Absolutely. Like come come find us. Like Aaron said, meet us. We're gonna I'm gonna be hanging out in Peril Zone, Feature State Theater. Come find us. Introduce yourself. Awesome. All right. Well, we will see you guys there. Carlo Cassie, thank you so much for your time here today. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in person out there in Atlanta. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Awesome. You know. Carl really hit it and, and, and he kind of reminded me because I remember when I was an active decorator going to these shows and, and getting inspired. You couldn't wait to get back to your shop. You know, you couldn't get 
wait to get back to your your business, your production floor, and 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 use some of the ideas that you picked up. So that was a that was a great way to end that segment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So killer job by by both of them. Uh, wonderful, Cassie, uh, bringing the news, bringing the insight, bringing the information, and then Carlo with all that inspiration and and just great. It, it is inspiring, right? To look at somebody like Carlo, who clearly is successful, but yet he, he he's just humbly getting out there and, and owning his and space. Back. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wow. You know, we, we've talked about this, right. We, you know, what I say, 518, 517, something like that. Right. But it's, it's people like Carlo that inspire us to keep going too. So I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Terry. Um, so we, we got to wrap this up. We still got the secret sauce to get to, so don't go anywhere, anybody, but, uh, I want to real quick share some things that Eric has coming up before we get him in here for the sauce. Um, he has a uh, take up episode number 170 today, five things new embroiders and digitizers need to do. I, I stuttered on. Wait, how is he Sorry catching up on us? His, his yeah, talent. I don't know. It's like he's catching up on us. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Cause next week will be a 175. Oh, no, it's kidding. Um, <laughs> wonderful stuff. So go check that out. Five things new embroiders and digitizers need to do. Um, in today's episode, Eric's going to talk about the tips he constantly hands out to new digitizers and embroiders as well as some who've been in the business and just need to get unstuck. Right. Sometimes going back to that beginner's mindset, is the way to do that. And Eric's always a great uh, resource to go, Hey, what am I doing here? Um, he'll talk about things to do that set us up for success and keep us moving forward, enhancing the value of embroidery and digitizing. So you can tune into that live at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time and uh, ask questions and just be part of that program over at ericcampbell.com. You can click the Take Up tab at the top for all the episodes and uh, 2.30 Mountain Time, but go back and catch the other 169 episodes too. Just, you know, you can start doing that as soon as we're done. Um, <laughs> after the half, I mean, sorry. Um, so Terry, <laughs> what about you? I know... Uh, you know, you, you've had classes selling out, you're adding new ones. What, what's what's happening out there in the Terry's Big Book of Travel? Yeah, absolutely. My complete screen printing business course, I will be uh, back at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix, December 9th and 10th. Uh, class this past weekend was sold out. We were turning people away. So if you want to come to the class, there's no better time to be in Phoenix than in December. So <laughs> uh, sign up for that class. My next uh, Chicago class with Atlas Screen Supply uh, we will have a whole list, uh, a whole slate of classes for 2024. I'm building out my schedule now, actually working on it this weekend. So we will be announcing the class dates for Chicago soon. Nice. Uh, October 18th or 20th, I'll be at the Equipment Zone booth, booth number C3365 at Printing United. On October 18th, I'll be presenting everything you hear on the internet about DTG printing is wrong in the apparel zone. I'll be in the equipment zone slash Epson uh, booth over in the apparel zone. If you are still looking to get a free pass to, uh, to the show, you can use promo code five, four, one, two promo code five, four, one, two to get a free pass to the, um, to the event and uh, watch for upcoming events at terrycombs.com. So um, Aaron, how about you? Yeah, the, the expo uh, is definitely what we're all talking about right now. And uh, decorators.inc forward slash expo. And then use that code 5412 that uh, Terry had just mentioned there. But um, Atlanta, Georgia, it, it's it'll be worth the trip. So come on out. Um, I actually have two sessions that I'll be teaching there on top of the live podcasting. And uh, my calendar is filling up with all these uh, 
like press conferences. Here's the latest. You're like, I, I had to turn down Fuji the other day. I'm like, well, I'd love to come, but I can't. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Fuji film. Uh, I'm too important for you. <laughs> no, I did not say that. I, I, I'm excited. I said, hey, send me the information though. We'll we'll share it if Cassie doesn't already do that for us. So, um, so anyhow, I've got two sessions Wednesday, the 18th of October at 2 p.m. Pricing for profit strategies for setting pricing that work for your business not uh, the race to the bottom like Cassie was talking about earlier. Uh, then the next day on Thursday, October 19th at noon, uh, Atlanta time there, building a strong marketing foundation, the key elements for attracting your ideal customer. Again, that same theory of build it for your business, not because some guru said to go dance on TikTok. But uh, check that out, decorators.inc forward slash expo. Um, we just had it this last Wednesday, and uh, I'm already super excited about coming up next Wednesday. I've got a new program that I'm doing uh, called OSG Live, and it's currently happening Wednesday mornings, bright and early. So if uh, it's too early for you, that's fine. You can catch the replay, but 7 a.m. Central Time, uh, good way to get your day started. And um, it's a collaboration that I'm doing with my wife and then two members of the Masters of Success community over at OSG, uh, Tanya Deutscher and Becky Kotzer. And uh, they are integral parts of our success group. And they kind of understand the need for a uncommon mindset, that the different mindset that we need for success. So tune in live over at liveosg.com this next upcoming Wednesday morning, or you can, again, catch the replays at that same place, liveosg.com. That takes you over to the Our Success Group YouTube page. So check that out. And then last thing for me before we get Eric in here for the sauce is just a reminder that um, the book is still available um, as a pre-order and uh, you get the e-version e of it and then uh, not e-rich version of it, but the <laughs> e-book. Um, so you can, it's called The Fundamentals of Business Success. Um, I'm super excited to uh, get the the reviews that I've been getting and, and people saying, hey, it's already starting to help my business. So check that out over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash FBS book, FBS book. So thank you, Ramona. Yeah, Ramona is one of those early adopters there. So thank you for the, she just said, love that book. But um, whew. all right, Eric, Eric, are you ready? Terry, are you ready to bring Eric in for the secret sauce? Let's, yeah, absolutely. Let's hear all about tips for inspired embroidery. All right, folks. Uh, yes, it is Eric Campbell. I'm in here with tips for inspired embroidery. If you don't know, this is what I talk about all the time. And frankly, I've been seeing more and more people jumping on the bandwagon, understanding that we have these retail style looks, just like we heard Carlo talking about on the episode. Uh, we have all these crazy things that people are doing. They're fantastic to provide more value and have a higher value item. But here's some of the things we can do to really make that work for ourselves. Uh, number one, do retail research. Uh, I know we joke around about this, and it's something you hear from a good friend of the show, Jay Bissell. I always like to tell his, every his little story, which he calls it R&D, and he says it's rip-off and duplicate. I try and be a little nicer, put the quotes on, say retail research. Go look at retail clothing brands, but look at more than that. Look at home decor embroidery, fashion embroidery, and latest trends in decoration and the ways they use materials. Uh, some treatments are not going to be compatible with commercial practices, but you can take cues from the design elements, the color usage, textures, placements, and even packaging and promotion that can inspire your digitizing embroidery and your presentation. So really look at how things are put together from all manner of sources, even beyond the world of commercial embroidery where you're comfortable. Uh, second, keep an eye on crafters and artists. Uh, though they may put in more labor or use materials uncommon to our commercial production, 
it's amazing what these dedicated amateurs are doing. They're often more experimental in their embroidery than we, and we can really afford to be generally in our commercial world. However, lots of the things we can do if we look at efficient ways to get similar looks, the inspiration is still there, even if our processes have to change. It's really worthwhile to dip into the social media streams, see what crafters and then also fiber artists, people who are using these things for expression, for art of all kinds are creating. And frankly, this goes beyond the current social media stuff. Go check out all manner of fiber arts. I know one of the places I usually stop when I am out traveling is in museums. You'll find me in the often kind of uh, disabused and alone in the fiber arts areas, in the material areas, looking at how thread is used to make marks. Check out other sources of inspiration. Next, of course, uh, make use of multimedia. You know, embroidery is awesome, but we can increase visual impact through the use of print. Applied elements like, hey, rhinestones, the new kinds of dimensional molded applique styles, all of the incredible range of heat press stuff, the leather patches, the stuff that is all out there and available now, it just keeps increasing every day. And with the rise of digital print and DTF, as it continues to rise and build up steam, that means we've got all of these people providing transfers and other options we can combine with embroidery, including other sorts of service treatments. So though we all love the shine and the texture of the stitch, don't forget the draw of applique, photographic sublimation, hot fix pieces, molded pieces, PVC patches, leather, all the different things that we can use. And you'd be surprised sometimes how little it takes, as little as one cycle on a heat press to add something really impressive to your existing pieces. And the next part is all about implementing your inspiration. We want to create without copying. So I have a quick tip for you on that. We need to remix and mash up. So once we've got all this inspiration together, uh, when we want to make something new, take those notes and the pictures you put together from your research and mash them up. If you're someone like uh, who was on the show earlier in comment form, uh, Jeremy Picker, you're a Pinterest person. You've got a lot of comments and boards put together. That's a fantastic way to do it these days. Otherwise, you know, bookmarks keep stuff together. Wherever you get those inspirations, start looking at them, but cherry pick from three or four sources that are in a cloud of areas you might want to express and say one element from each and mash that up, remix the thing. Take the texture from some thick thread that you saw on a pillow in a home decor shop, uh, the colors from a recent advertisement that you thought were interesting, design placement from something on some streetwear that you just saw uh, you know, as you're doing your retail research, and then the art from your customer and say, how can I put these together into something entirely new? Remixing, mashing up, and combining things, or taking an individual element from some of these inspirations and applying them to new design, new art, uh, keeps you from being a knockoff artist and ending up like that poor shop in the UK. Uh, try and learn from things, but you have to remix, you have to mash up. And uh, well, the other thing I'll tell you too, when you get a great idea and you feel like it's too close to something else, sleep on it. Wait a day, sleep on it, come back to it again, and then look at those inspirational sources and say, what can I do to change it? And last but not least, the thing you must do if you want inspired, better embroidery, you need to experiment. Make time to play and produce samples. Test new settings, test new materials, and do these mashups regularly. Make use of customer art and send off samples or create self-driven, self-motivated projects. You can use it to display pieces for your shop. Customers buy what they can see. I always like to lean in and whisper and go, we don't have any customers here, do we? Uh, okay, now there's no customers here. Customers don't know what they want. 85% of them don't have any vision. And if you don't show it to them, they don't know it exists. You're the expert. You're the consultant. Tell them what they need and show them. They don't know till they see it from you. Just make sure you focus displays, 
and the social sharing you do on work that's not only interesting and engaging, but you can find a way to price for profit. And you might have to go to Aaron's class to figure that one out. And that is my secret sauce. All that was right. awesome advice, even, no matter what kind of decorator you you are. Yeah, that, I, I think we probably should have uh, had that disclaimer there, uh, not just for murders, as as Eric does, <laughs> lean in and whisper, right? There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's good stuff? Like, round of applause for Eric, everybody. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Really well, good. Terry, what a great show. Uh, thanks so much to Cassie Green and, and Carlo for, for joining us and um, just really appreciate all their information and excited to get to see them in person. So thanks so much to Purdue United uh, for, uh, you know, bringing us out. We're, we're going to be, I'm going to be running around like crazy out there and I'm, I'm already excited about it. So I'm looking forward to uh, being able to be there with the, get, get my finger on the pulse too. So excited about that coming up, Terry. Um, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, I'm looking forward to it as well and seeing all you guys out there and, we want to thank Eric Campbell for bringing that uh, awesome sauce today and keeping all those podcast plates spinning for us. Spinning, spinning, spinning. All right. <laughs> well, uh, Terry, next week we've got Josh Kruth. He's going to be joining us uh, talking more about the expo, right? It, it is that time of year. So we want to make sure that uh, you guys have all the information, but we're going to get more insight, right? And and here's the, here's the other part, Terry. I, this is like, what? It's Reggie season, everybody. It is Reggie season. So um, not only we get to talk to Josh next week, but we're going to be announcing the categories and, and opening up the uh, official nomination season. So uh, tune in live and, and be here and, and hear what this year's categories are going to be. Um, we, we may be getting back to the roots a little bit. And who knows? You know, yeah. we kind of already were kicking around some things, but you'll have to tune in next week to find out. Absolutely. Always exciting and always a lot of activity around two regular guys during the Reggie, Reggie season. So, but until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.